Welcome to I Saw That Movie. I'm CB and this is Mark. Hello. I used to work in a video store and he lives in one. There it is. Ha <laughs> Keep going. Mark, Mark watched a movie recently and we're going to talk about it. I actually don't know what movie he's watched, but you do. <laughs> so the joke's on me, I guess. <laughs> the joke is on you. It is on me. Especially with this one. Oh, God. Does it have, <laughs> fucking, does it have monkeys in it? It doesn't have any fucking monkeys in it. Shut up about the monkeys. <laughs> God damn! What movie with what a ranging tang? Uh, what what primate? Okay, what do you got? <laughs> so backstory to this. Ooh. Well, like a week ago, you came over here and you you had this. You told me that this of this theory that Amy CB's wife has a theory about me. Hi, Amy, by the way. Thanks for listening. I know you're the only person one of, listening. One of three. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for the continued support for some reason that you continue to give me and uh, your shitty husband. <laughs> so she, she said, what now? It was, I only want to talk about movies that are nonsense basically like they take place like in a, alternate alternate reality films there we go. or films that have fake science yes she, that's that's what she said so i purposely decided i'm gonna watch something like that's in the realm of actual hum- humanity the thing about me watching movies that are just about like shit that could actually happen is that's boring. I can just go to work and see shit that I actually have in movies. Should be about nonsense and crazy bullshit that you'd never see in your entire life. That's fun. That's movies. That's fun. That's how you have a good time at the old theater. But uh, escapism. At yes. Its finest. I want to escape into a world of of where ducks have sex with women. Shut up. <laughs> no, where fishmen have sex with women. <laughs> That's where I want to go. Where men are born old and turn into old babies. Yes. That's what I want to see. So anyway, last night I sat down. I go over to the drama section, which is the smallest section in our movie collection here. And I look around and I think, okay, I'm going to find a real world situation with normal people where there's no time travel or dinosaurs or men with chainsaws cutting their arms off, and I'm going to watch something. So I go through, and I come up with nothing the first trip through. <laughs> that I want, Swing and a miss. That I want to watch and, and then talk about. So I'm like, all right, I better take another trip through. And I finally come upon uh, a movie that I'm like, okay, this will probably work. A little movie starring one... Kevin Costner <laughs> and one Whitney Houston a little movie called The Bodyguard that I yeah and I- of, of all the 12 films in your drama section yeah that's the one you that, chose that's it. it seemed to make sense it's a real life situation right Something yeah that could really happen yeah oh, I, yeah great Kevin Costner Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. <laughs> and I guess I should point, you know, I pointed out when you said we only talk about these fantastic films, says Amy. Uh, I was like, well, we talked about, uh, fuck, what was it? <laughs> there was one. Oh, I was like, we talked about Blowout. <laughs> that was a normal movie. Yeah. Dirty Dancing's normal. The Blowout's like normal, but it's a slasher. 
it's a slasher thriller. Yeah, but it's still something that could happen. Like people get murdered all the time in Philadelphia. It's true. Like all the time. <laughs> like right now. Someone's, like, being murdered. someone's being murdered on a daily basis there. Anyway, the bodyguard. The bodyguard. How long has it been since you've seen this old boy? <sighs> a really long time. You're I don't think that I I think that I did not see it in the theater. Really? I know that for a fact. I would think that you would have taken a date to see the bodyguard. Why would you think that? To get some kissing. You go to a romance film. And then you get some kissing at the end. So, 92. Yes. I was 37 years old. (laughs) 45. That's a little, that's a, I don't know. What were you, like 20? Yeah, 20, 22. What? Are you 10 years older than me? (laughs) I probably am. (laughs) Great. Uh, doesn't seem it. <laughs> somebody, somebody in this group um, has Peter Pan syndrome. Young at heart. Son of a bitch. Benjamin Button. Uh, <laughs> You're an old baby. So yeah, I really, I really would have expected you to have taken a date to this, but I, I no. Probably would have. I probably would have gone and seen a different movie than gone and seen The Bodyguard. With Whitney Houston. Whitney. Kevin Costner. Oof. Let's talk about Kevin I'm, Costner for a minute, please. Because <laughs> he's shitty. Am I right? Like, sorry, Kevin. You think he's shitty? Do you not? I, I, I think he's... I think he's... An acquired taste? He's just not even there. That's the problem. It's just not even a taste. Like, it's if it's a, if you said it was a taste, mm-hmm. it'd be like... Water. Watered down milk <laughs> would be the taste that I would associate with Kevin Costner. Now as he's gotten older, mm-hmm. he's kind of seemed like he's kind of just you know sitting back in the cut with like who he is and what kind of person yeah. you know like. But yeah, I mean shit. I don't like baseball. I don't yeah. like baseball movies. <laughs> so <laughs> what about Robin Hood movies? <laughs> yeah, that seems to be a little trouble too. Um, what about movies where the entire Earth is water? Well, yeah, I'll get on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> with the smokers and Dennis Hopper? Come on. Come on. I've never seen Waterworld. I can't believe you. I know, right? Who are you? It seems like one of those Who things that I would just... Who are you? <laughs> but you know why I've never you seen got, it? Is it in the library? Yeah, but you know why I've never watched it? Why? Because of Costner, man. That's why. <laughs> I don't know, man. I look at Kevin Costner and it's like looking through a fucking window. There's nothing there. Right. There's nothing there. That, Sorry, that, that, Kevin Costner. That might be Costner you got to watch. I would say that. Mm-hmm. Tin Cup. <laughs> Shut up, Tin Cup. Fuck off. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I will watch Tin Cup every time it comes on. I watch it. If I'm flipping through the channels, which doesn't happen very often anymore, but like, if it's on, if I see Cheech, I'm in. Tin Cup, dude. Isn't Don Johnson in that too? I don't know. Because it's got Kevin Costner in it, so I don't even consider it a bit, movie. Motherfucker, I bet you watch Field of Dreams like a hundred fucking times. I've watched it like once in my entire life on accident. You know, it's one of those movies. You like, like baseball. I love baseball. and But I don't give a, a fuck about and that. You're a I'll white, watch, and you're a white dude. Shut so you up. Watch Field of Dreams. <laughs> I'm not going to watch fucking Field of Dreams. I'll watch Eight Men Out. <sighs> See, now you're just bragging. You'll watch Eight Men Out. <laughs> I'll watch Eight Men Out. John Sales. Mm-hmm. It's got Cusack in it. Well, it's a really good movie. Yeah, I know. So fuck you. Don't start it's, with it. It's no, Field of Dreams. <laughs> Field of Dreams is garbage. You know, it's a garbage movie. 
Thank you very much. You're gonna lose a lot of friends over this one, my friend. I doubt it because who the like they'll be like who the fuck's Kevin Costner? <laughs> I don't remember this man? Really? <laughs> like, <laughs> All those dudes who like baseball and like fucking wept, cried. When they had a catch in Field of Dreams. <laughs> like, all those dudes you know, they're not going to be mad. What dudes that I know? Who like baseball. Those guys. I, I have very few friends that like baseball. Okay. Waterworld. Uh-huh. Tin Cup. Uh-huh. He made a movie called Fandango, which might be his first movie. Okay, it's yeah. pretty I know. fucking good. I know about Fandango. Right. Uh, Open Range. I don't know that one. It's a Western he did. Was he in Diner? No. <laughs> Because these were New York guys, so it's like Mickey Rourke. And yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, those guys. Gutenberg. But I remember Fandango. Fandango's great. Yeah, it's a great movie. I'll give it, yeah. JFK? Mm. Essential. Tin Cup. You have Tin Cup? <laughs> no, I don't have fucking Tin Cup. You don't have Tin Cup? I see Tim Cup. Tim, Tim Cup. Tim Cup. Silverado. Can't, can't um, hate on that either. I see Tin Cup on like the cut in the cutout bin all the time for like two bucks, and I'm like, why the fuck would I ever buy Tin Cup? That's ins- essential, essential. Gosh, <laughs> that's, that's homework for you. Homework. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stop trying to sell Tin Cup to me. You, you we're gonna talk about Bodyguard, and you've never seen Tin Cup are- or Waterworld for. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this because we're 12 minutes deep. (laughs) (laughs) Get get after it. All right, bodyguard. So here we are. So Whitney Houston is Gasp, a music superstar. Does she have one name? It's it's, uh, Rachel something. But I, you know, Whitney Houston, she's playing, it's her first, her first movie ever she's ever been in. She plays a music superstar. Not branching out too far. Anyway, she's the biggest goddamn singer in the goddamn world. People love her. She's been nominated for an Oscar for some reason. Can't beat that. And it is Oscar season, so this is a great movie to talk about. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Stupid. Uh, So, but of course, uh, with fame, there comes a price, CB. Right, right. And she has a stalker who's trying to kill her. This is back when stalkers were fun. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> what? When have they ever been fun? You know, at the beginning. And then they got worse. At the beginning of stalkers? Like, do you think stalkers are a relatively new thing? <laughs> well, night. what's this, 90? <laughs> it's 1992. 1992, yeah, yeah. 92. So you think that in the 90s is when people started stalking people. This hasn't been a problem since day I think, one. I think, well, you know, they haven't made a lot of movies about stalkers. Okay. When did Fear come out? <laughs> Let's not talk know. about Fear. We did an episode on Fear, but we can't release it because uh, Fear's a horribly depressing movie that we thought would be funny, and then halfway through, I'm like, wait a second, this isn't funny at all. <laughs> what are we doing? So, yeah. Uh, she has a stalker. She has a stalker. Uh, right at the beginning of the movie, there's a scene where uh, a fan-made doll is placed in her dressing room, and it explodes. <laughs> like, blows up a TV and shit. And nobody gets hurt, but they're like, oh, somebody tried to murder Whitney Houston. And this event leads her manager, Bill, to hunting down the best goddamn fucking bodyguard on this side of the goddamn Mason Dixon, Kevin Costner. 
He's the president. He guarded the president. He guarded. He guarded Reagan. Reagan. He wasn't there the day Reagan got shot. They say it like a hundred times. They say like he was like off that day and he like, <laughs> like haunts him or some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it's. That is exactly. I haven't seen this movie since it came out, so it's gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna try to try to catch up. <laughs> that that is exactly. You remember it exactly. They talk about it several times where Kevin Costner is haunted of the memory of not being there the day that Reagan got shot. It's ridiculous. He's the cream of the crop of bodyguards, except for when he's not around and Reagan gets shot. So, yeah, he's he's the best. <laughs> so, Kevin Costner. Except for when he's not around. Except for if he's when not he's around. When he's off fishing or doing some mm-hmm, shit you know, that Kevin Costner does. I think. Milking a cow. I think at some point. Having in a catch. The, <laughs> building a baseball field in his cornyard. <laughs> I didn't want to say field two times in a row. <laughs> so I said cornyard. <laughs> stupid. I'm a stupid person. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck me. Kevin Costner, he shows up to, uh, his first day on the job at the Whitney Houston house, and he finds you know the little call box to get in the gate is all fucked up. And the staff is basically just a bunch of idiots who will just let anybody come into the house. He's like, you know, he walks up to the her driver, and the driver's like, what's your name? And he's like, Chaz. And he's like, okay, go right in. And then, like, later on, he's like, your name's not Chaz. It's Kevin Costner. You're Robin Hood, for fuck's sake. Then he's like, we gotta fucking clean this place up. Yep. Yep. So he starts... Talking about all the security measures that need to be taken, and Whitney Houston's like, nah. And Kevin Costner's like, all right, if you don't want to do that, then slow you. Slow you. Slow you. I'll slow you. But Bill, the manager, he's like, no, don't say slow you. Come back here and stay, because unbeknownst to Whitney, she's been receiving all kinds of funny death threats in the mail. Full of like ransom note styles, spellings, and then like some salacious drawings are in there. And they say, you know, yeah, it's gross. And then they, they, the grossest part is she, like, she doesn't see these. She though. doesn't see these. But then he sees them. They're he, keeping them hidden. From and her. then he sees them. He's like, oh, yeah. This and is, this is some trouble. And they're like, we found this one note. She has like a fake bedroom in the house that they made up for some TV show. So, but they found a note, one of the ransom style notes in there, and they're like, somebody left this note on her bed. They've been in the house. They left it on her bed and masturbated on the bed. And then Kevin Costner's like, you got a real problem if people are breaking in, jerking off on the bed. And they even show a shot of like her publicist, like looking at him, like, are you for real, man? <laughs> it's like, cool off. <laughs> with the jerk-off talk. Goddamn. So, Kevin Costner, of course, agrees to stay on, because he's the goddamn best goddamn bodyguard, and he cannot let this go, you know? He the can't. goddamn United States yeah. of America. He's, he says, goddamn it, I gotta protect this woman. So, Kevin Costner, he starts ripping apart the fucking house, putting in new windows, putting up new fences, putting in cameras everywhere. And Whitney Houston is like, this is crazy. You're being crazy. And she has another bodyguard, uh, this large Italian man called Tony. (laughs) Is his name Tony? Yeah, his name's Tony. Is he related to you? Yes. (laughs) He's my uncle. He's from New Jersey? Yes. 
And he and does he have a does he wear a hat that says a big M on it? Like, he does. It says Mario. <laughs> does he throw turtles? <laughs> he does. In, in the movie, he hops on a turtle and picks up the shell and launches it at Kevin Costner. It's the craziest shit you ever see. Squishing mushrooms. The fucker eats a flower and then starts throwing fireballs. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. Reminder. I am part Italian. His, so his, these name, jokes his are name's fun. Tony? His name's Tony. Oh, okay. Tony Mamaluke. <laughs> <laughs> That's not his name, is it? <laughs> it's Tony Delvecchio. <laughs> it's Tony Esposito. Uh, Tony DiRienzo <laughs> is his name. Tony Caputo. <sighs> That's the one. Uh, so, Tony, generic... Italian last name. He at some point tells Kevin Costner, we don't need you around because I know Whitney Houston. I know what she needs. I love this woman. I protect this woman. Great. Right. (laughs) Thank you, Tony. So one night, Whitney's publicist, she's set up, uh, the publicist has set up a small public concert for the premiere of her new video I think is what was happening. And Kevin Costner's like, this is a terrible idea to take this woman into this small club full of raging lunatic fans and have her do any kind of performance because one of them could possibly be the person that's trying to kill her. Right. But everybody's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we don't care. Like, fuck you, Kevin Costner. Go back to Field of Dreams. Build a fucking baseball field, you fucking dork. You go get your mitt and get out of here. <laughs> Put an egg in your shoe and beat it. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I guess bring that one back. <laughs> Put an egg in your shoe and beat it. Oh, a classic. So, of course, at this concert, shit gets out of control. And Kevin Costner has to save Whitney Houston. Like, she's on this tiny stage. Kind of singing a song, and then everybody just rushes the fucking stage, and she grab her, and she's uh, kind of crowd surfing, but they're ripping pieces of her fucking. They're rip- pulling off her like yeah, pull- shoulder pads. Yeah, they're pulling all her shit off. And her and- neon shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Kevin Costner gets her. The limo is around back. He throws her in the limo. They take the fuck off. Uh, they get home. Italian Tony comes home, and he's. Is this the is this the shot that's on the cover? Where he mm-hmm. grabs her and he runs yeah, out with her. Yeah. 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 That's the famous. The cover. DVD cover. Of poster. Blu- Blu-ray. Poster. Blu-ray? Poster. I assume it's on Blu-ray. VHS. So they, they get home. Beta Max. And Tony is. is Tony, Tony is, shows up. Tony's livid. He's very mad that he wasn't in on where the fucking limousine was gonna be parked so he tries to pick a fight in the kitchen with kevin costner and kevin costner very casually kicks the shit out of tony <laughs> and then like throws a knife by his head like and it sticks in the wall next to, next to him you know that old classic and tony he learns real quick that he is no match for robin hood prince of thieves <laughs> Did your uncle come home and like tell you guys about it? <laughs> yeah. Then you guys all went and went after Kevin Costner. Like, hey, Kevin Costner came and beat me up today. Oh, what do you mean? Somebody make me some meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> what 
once again, part Italian. It's fine. <laughs> it's terrible, fine. CB's the one being terrible because he's no Italian. He's done no Italian I in I love Mozart. meatballs. That's <laughs> meatballs are fucking great. Awesome. I will have spaghetti and meatballs every day until I die and not care. When we were in film school, I literally ate rigatoni. Every day. Almost every day. <laughs> I loved it. Couldn't I get think, enough. I think it's just simply like this. There's a lot of these Italian characters. Mm-hmm. A lot, probably 95% of them were named Tony back in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. That's the I issue. Mean, that's the that's the whole thing. And the dude that plays him is a guy who's like, plays he plays a lot of Italian mm-hmm. like heavies. <laughs> that's that's his deal. That's that's what he does. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So now Whitney Houston, she's developed like Florence Florence Nightingale syndrome with good, uh, Kurt, good, good Kevin call. Costner. Good call. You know? Yeah. And she wants to get down with him, but Kevin Costner's like, we gotta keep it pro. But then he sleeps with her anyway because <laughs> he's like. Mm, I guess because he's Kevin Costner, dude. Yeah, he's like, when am I gonna have this chance again? You know, and then the next morning he wakes up and he's like, "Whoops, uh, shouldn't have done that." And he tells Whitney, "We can't sleep together anymore because I'm afraid of what Bobby Brown is going to do to me if he finds out." <laughs> he's like, "Because it's Bobby's prerogative to kick the shit out of me." Uh nice. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well played, sir. I know. <laughs> but in all actuality, he tells her, uh, we can't have this affair because it's going to interrupt my bodyguarding work. Yeah, it's not It's not cool, man. You no. can't sleep with your boss. No. Well, you can, but you're not supposed to. Yeah, it's a bad idea, I imagine. So he cuts things off with Whitney. Now she's a lover scorned in the matter of- Now she's upset. This, is, this all takes place in about eight minutes right. of the movie. It's like, saved her? Fucked her, dumped her, mad. In four scenes. <laughs> uh, and so Whitney then decides that she's going to start deliberately going against Kevin Costner's orders. Oh, yeah. So like an aggravated high school student, she takes off on a day of shopping without telling anyone, takes old Tony along. And oh her, yeah. Her and Tony come in with bags and they're laughing. Ha ha ha. And she's like, I got him, you know, a slice of pizza for lunch. It was great. We had a great time. <laughs> they come in stinking of garlic bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. He's like, I had some gnocchi for lunch. What are you gonna do about it? It's potatoes. It's made of potatoes. Terrible. I took an Italian class in college, and the only thing I wrote in my notebook was our uh, a, our teacher, who was very Italian, one day gave us the recipe for <laughs> the perfect gnocchi. Really? <laughs> yeah. That teacher didn't teach very well. She just would ramble. Have you ever and, had, like, homemade gnocchi, though? It's, uh, like, it's beautiful. It's I a have, really beautiful thing. It's it's one of the best. Yeah. It's Love just, like, it. pillows that just melts in your yeah. mouth. Oof. Funny thing, I was just in Italy yeah. a little bit ago. <laughs> Italians in Italy, nothing like these Italians. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. I would imagine that the the Italians in actual Italy aren't like the stereotypes that Hollywood has made them out to be. <laughs> They're all gangsters, I guess. They're either bodyguards or gangsters. 
Or they squish mushrooms and yes. throw fireballs. Yes. So he was mad. Yeah, so of course Kevin Costner's mad, and like they're at some party at some point, and Whitney Houston sees Kevin Costner talking to one of his old Secret Service buddies, a guy by the name of Greg Portman, and walks up and is like, oh, what are you doing, Greg Portman? Why don't we take a trip upstairs? Because she's trying to make Kevin Costner jealous. So these two go upstairs, Whitney gets cold feet and tries to bail on Portman, but the dude tries to, like, pin her down, but she still gets away from him. And you're like, gee, I wonder who's trying to kill her. Hmm. I wonder I wonder this random character that just popped up and showed violent tendencies. To oh, her. Yeah. I wonder I wonder who's who's behind this all. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah. Oh. So Whitney gets another letter in the mail and this time she sees the letter. And she also gets a threatening phone call. And everybody, they come kind of clean with her, and they're like, yeah, you've been getting these fucking nasty letters this whole time, and we've just not been telling you. And now she's like, okay, I better take this situation seriously. So Kevin Costner decides, let's pack the whole gang up, and we'll go out to the middle of nowhere to lie low. So Kevin, Whitney, Whitney has a son named Fletcher. She has a sister named Nikki, who obviously, from the first time you see her, hates Whitney Houston and wants her dead. Like, this is the other side of it. You're like, maybe I can't connect how Portman and Nikki are uh, related in this, but both of them want her dead. (laughs) So it's got to be one of them. She's super jealous. We'll see. And they also take Whitney's driver, Herb along with them, and they all go out to Herb. Herb. Short for Herbert, I assume. Oh, he's uh, fucking Pops Walton from the Walton Show. What? He's an old dude, right? Who, Herb? Yeah. No, he's a young black dude. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. Or did I write down the wrong name for Whitney's driver's name? <laughs> I got a, an, a, her, an Herb. His last name is Farmer. Herb Farmer? The young black man? <laughs> no, he's not young black man. <laughs> well, he's then, a white dude. Well, then I guess I wrote down the wrong name, because the driver's a young black dude. I guess his name's not Herb. Devaney? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Is it a young black dude? <laughs> well, I don't know if he's young. Ah, fuck. Anyway, who cares? <laughs> they all go out to Kevin Costner's dad's cabin on the lake in the middle of fucking who fucking knows where. Shit quickly gets out of hand at the cabin. Kevin Costner notices the first morning that they're there that there are some tracks in the snow that weren't made by anyone at the house. And Does he of- go out there and, like, kneel down? <laughs> and he picks up some snow and puts it in his mouth. He kneels down and he picks up a stick that's broken. And he tastes it and he broken, puts it down. And he goes, mm, the stick is broken. I think we're not alone out here. And then, like, Whitney's son, they have, like, a little dinghy Fletcher. by the lake. Yeah, Fletcher. That's sitting there. And Fletcher gets in the little dinghy and starts, you know, he starts it up and starts going out. And Kevin Costa, like, jumps off the dock and tackles him out of the boat. Really? And, yeah. And 
Fletcher's like eight years old or something. And the boat's fall, pulling away, and Whitney Houston's fucking screaming at Kevin Costner about, like, what the fuck are you doing? What's your problem? And then the boat just explodes <laughs> in the background. Because <laughs> whoever had been there had rigged this boat up to how explode. Did, how did Costner know it? How'd the Costner know it? He just knew. He saw those footprints, and he's like, somebody tasted, rigged that boat up. He tasted the snow, and he, he knew. He tasted the snow. He saw the broken stick, the whole thing. Uh, so now they're like, okay, we've been followed. We got to hold up in this house until morning, and we'll stay here one last night. I don't know why they couldn't just... There was something something happened with the cars, I think. Like, they also rigged the cars to explode. I don't know. <laughs> well, they're probably just afraid to leave in the car, um, just in case. Sure. Why not? Master cylinder. Pulled the master cylinder out. He pulled out. the master cylinder out. You're right. He took a wrench to the alternator. That's what happens. And the battery won't charge no more. I think. So, that night, Kevin Costner finds Sister Nikki. She's drunk as fuck, just sitting around the table. And she looks at Kevin Costner, and she admits that she hired a hitman to kill Whitney Houston. Big surprise. So, Kevin Costner's like, just call off the hit, you know? Just call it off. And she's like, I can't call off the hit because I don't know who the hitman is. I just met a guy at a bar somewhere, and I was high as fuck, and I told him, have my sister killed, and now I can't, I can't do it. I can't get him to call off the hit. <sighs> but she reveals that the stalker letters that have been coming, they came before the whole hitman scheme was going on. So she's got... Whitney's got a stalker and a hitman. Yes, that's what's happening. Heesh. (laughs) She can't win. Uh, So right after this, quote, big, unquote, reveal (laughs) that wasn't obvious the entire movie, the hitman uh, breaks into the house and shoots Nikki. (laughs) What? The hitman breaks into the house and shoots her right in the chest. (laughs) I'm unsure if he thought that she was Whitney Houston or if or he she was, was just he was just trying to kill. He was just like fuck. I'm just I just let him kill people. He just wanted to kill somebody. <laughs> I got the bloodlust. She stepped in the way. <laughs> so then Kevin Costner chases the killer into the woods, but he can't catch him. The next day, Kevin Costner he has some of his buddies down at the Secret Service working on the case for him. Uh, trying to find the stalker and it turns out that they found the stalker and they had him in custody when this whole shooting thing went down but of course we all know that fucking the stalker and the hitman are two different things because it's been established in the prior scene because <laughs> she said it Cause she said- <laughs> so they're like oh we got him he's he's here in the in the fucking we're interrogating him right now about his letters and Kevin Costner's like yeah no shit great there's a guy that shot her sister yesterday who cares so we cut next to the funeral scene sad stuff boo hoo and then it's off to the academy awards <laughs> what like, they delete straight from, it's the, just, from the funeral it's the way it's put together it just seems like they went to the academy awards from the funeral but i don't think that's the case what was the music cut do you remember was it did they like yeah. it was like sad then it was like there was a, and then it was a Bobby and Brown song like, <laughs> and then she's getting dressed it was sad and then it was like dun, 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 Academy Awards the Academy Awards yeah yeah, yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. because yeah who gives a fuck about your dead sister you you have the chance to win some she did want a stupid she did. statue <laughs> stupid thing <laughs> uh, in her defense 
In Whitney's defense, mm-hmm. her sister did try to have her killed. If your brother tried to have you killed, <laughs> would you go to the Academy Awards immediately after? Yes. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so at the Academy Awards, the Oscars as we know them, Whitney Houston, she goes out to present an award but she's so nervous about being potentially killed that she runs off stage. They're doing this whole thing where she's not reading her lines off the teleprompter, you know, because she's just looking around the room like, who's going to try to kill me here? And then. Right, she's all tripped out. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and she just runs off stage. And then when she's off stage, she gets mad at Kevin Costner about it because it's his fault that she's so nervous. It's not the fault of the guy who shot and killed her sister. No. It's not the fault of the guy who broke into her house and left threatening letters and jerked off in her bed. No. Yeah, what happened to that guy? They just kind of ignored him? Yeah, they had him in custody, and they're like, what can we do? He just wrote some letters. They completely ignore the fact that he broke, broke into, into somebody's house. house. <laughs> they're just you like sh- you shouldn't be able to just you know yeah. leave your DNA around like yeah. that either. So they're like we gotta let him go in forty eight hours because boop boop boop. Duh. I guess it was the early nineties. Like DNA testing was not the greatest. OJ Simpson. <laughs> Son of a Jesus <laughs> Christ! Dark joke. <laughs> terrible. Too soon, sir. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon? So uh, she's freaking out. She's freaking out on the guy who's trying to protect her. And everybody's like, get a fucking grip, lady. (laughs) So she goes out and she sits down in the crowd because she's up for some award, you know, for whatever reason. Which, of course, she then wins and she has to get up on stage. And this is the point where we see Portman, the handsy bodyguard from earlier he's a he's disguised himself as a camera person and he's got some kind of camera gun <laughs> he's got oh, a camera yeah. and there's a <laughs> and there's a laser sight on the camera and as she's walking to the stage there's a red dot on her fucking forehead the whole time and people are like congratulating her and shit and but nobody's like there's a red dot on your forehead what's that <laughs> didn't he already kill the sister? He did. So why is he going through with a hit? Because he wants to kill Whitney Houston. Good question. Uh, <laughs> you're right. I don't know. And I'm not going to try to defend this stupid fucking movie because you're right. That doesn't make any sense. He should just he should just call it. Yeah, he should have been like, oh, he, fine. He, did he get paid? I killed nope. somebody. He got paid. And yeah. He's done. The lady's dead. He killed her. I guess he's really dedicated to his work as Hitman. He shot John Lennon. <laughs> So he's got the he's got the laser sight. He's got the laser sight on her head. He's a literal barrel of a gun pointing out of a camera (laughs) (laughs) with a sight on top, laser sight, and it's on her forehead. And nobody cares. And no one sees it. Yeah. And uh (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me. So before Portman can pull the trigger and shoot Whitney, because for some reason, like, she's got the dot right on her fucking face, and he could shoot her at any time, but he's waiting for her to get on the stage. Costner sees Costner it. Costner sees it. He runs across, his, runs across the stage and jumps in the way, takes the bullet for Whitney Houston, because he's the goddamn best bodyguard. 
He is. If he had been there, Reagan would have never gotten shot. Did Reagan get shot? He did get shot. He would have never died. Did he die? <laughs> he didn't die from getting shot. He didn't die either. He died from being He's old. He's really old. Yeah. Alzheimer's. He had Alzheimer's. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why is it funny? It sounds like you have Alzheimer's. Right Alzheimer's. Now. Is that not how you say it? Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. What are you doing with your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he had. Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. There's something weird the way you're saying it. He has. He had Alzheimer's. He had Alzheimer's. <laughs> Uh, uh, when reagan died i i said to my dad i was like hey i I heard reagan died today and he said my dad was like he's been dead for years (laughs) you know my dad you don't give a fuck jimmy man (laughs) jimmy just he's got him classic jimmy moment just he just (laughs) off the hip bam and i went all right good talk So, who had Alzheimer's? Why are we talking about this? Reagan. Yeah, it all went back to Reagan. Costner was upset. Yeah, about so, Reagan. About yeah. Reagan, he was still haunted. So he took the bullet for Whitney Houston, and then he, you know, fatally shoots Portman. I think he shoots, like, through the lens. Through the lens, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is he in the air, too? Is he in no, the air? No, he's on the ground, like, He's like, ugh. Yeah. Shoots right through the thing. Yeah. From, like... 200 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> so Costner's bleeding to death, and Whitney's like, don't you die on me, Kevin yep, Costner. Yep, don't yep, you die on me. Yep. And he, you know, he slowly fades and closes his eyes. Acting. He should have an Academy Award. Does he have any awards? And she takes his no. mitt out of his pocket, his baseball mitt. And- yeah. <laughs> and she finds the bullet she lodged buried, in, the, in the baseball mitt. In the, in the baseball mitt. Yep, that's right. Yeah, that's what happened. Not really. <laughs> so Kevin Costner slowly shuts his eyes and we're like, oh, he's dead. Nope, fake out. Next scene, Kevin Costner's fine. He's got a sling on. He's at the airport seeing Whitney off. Whitney's getting on a private plane with her gang of fools that she hangs out with. Uh, her and Kev say their goodbyes. Her plane, she gets on the plane, plane starts taxiing away, and Whitney's like, no, stop! Stop right now! And she jumps off the plane, and she runs to Kevin Costner, and they share a, a nice big kiss, a nice wet one. And the camera goes, it's, it goes around them in a circle oh, yeah. while they're kissing. Nice. Around and around and around and around and around. I think that was the origin of that shot. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bay was like, I have to see, I have to do this shot in every movie I, <laughs> That's I make. That's the one. That's the one I like. Uh, so they kiss, and then it, it cuts? They they kiss, and you figure that that's it, you know, fade out end. No. There's one more scene <laughs> at the end, and it, for some reason, it's a scene. There's a, like, priest giving a speech on stage, and he's holding this little cross at which Kevin Costner at one point had given Whitney this cross, like, you hit this button and it'll tell him that you're in trouble. And so the the priest is holding this cross, so we know, like, Kevin Costner's protecting him. And in the background, Kevin Costner's standing there, and it does, like, this slow kind of, like, it's either, I don't remember the composition of the shot because it was either a dolly in or a crane kind of in on Kevin Costner standing in the background. And then... Freeze frame credits roll over the freeze frame of Kevin Costner's face. 
No way. It ends <laughs> on a freeze frame? Ends on a freeze frame in the, in the scene that does not need to be there. Why does, what the, so why does the priest ever. have the little the little retriever thing? I don't know. <laughs> Did he move on? Is that what they're saying? That I, Costner had moved on to the next, to bodyguard the next person? I guess. I guess. But really, end it on the kiss. It's fine. Yeah. And then you hit the song. Yeah. You ended on the song, and that's it, man. Yeah. That's it. That's fine. Did this movie win some awards? I hope not. Are you fucked up? Like, <laughs> I think that I'm supposed to answer this question. Yeah, that's you're the one with IMDb open it was right not. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have it open. Yeah. And it Read was all the trivia. And it was nominated for Best Music, mm-hmm. Original Song. Yeah. Uh, original Song, I Will Always Love You was a Dolly Parton song. Was it? Yes. I don't think so. Dolly Parton wrote that motherfucker. Look it up. It was nominated for some random movies. MTV. It, it, it won Best, movie best award. Soundtrack Britain, Brit Awards, it says. Oh, cool. Grammys. Grammys all day. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine the Grammys bit down on that. So Lawrence Kazan wrote it. Yeah. He wrote a lot of good things. Tell me about them. <laughs> <laughs> I know the name. I just I didn't do my research. Uh, you know Raiders. Okay. Body Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isn't that a De Palma? Is Body Heat a De Palma? Yeah, eighty one. <laughs> so so uh, he wrote Accidental Tourist. Uh, mm-hmm. The White Earp. Uh, there's a lot of stuff over here with with Costner in it. I guess you're Maybe right. Costner was his like his stand in. Yeah, they're pals. Lawrence Kasdan. Thanks, Lawrence. For bringing us these Kevin Costner vessels. A lot of Star Wars movies, this guy's... Yeah, that's where I know him from. (laughs) That's the one, you're right. (laughs) Oof. Yeah. They're going to pull my nerd card for not knowing that right off the bat. you're going to be in trouble for that one. Yeah, people are going to be really cross. But you can really hit those notes on that Mm -hmm. (laughs) bodyguard song. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's a classic track, classic cut. Never let her out of your sight. Uh, what <laughs> is that, is that the tagline? Never let your guard down. Is that the tag? Never fall in love. Uh, yes, that's the tag. Uh, that's it was all those things. <laughs> say it. Say it again, because I wasn't listening. <laughs> say it again. Say, say it again. again. Say the whole thing again. <laughs> Never let her out of your sight. Mm-hmm. Never let your guard down. Okay. Never fall in love. <laughs> This was the second highest grossing movie of 1992. Was it really? What was the number one? <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> well, you were like five years old or I something. Like that. I didn't go that far. Um, wow. I'm kind of curious. I kind of want to watch it again. It's so funny. I, don't, I only see it once in all those things. <laughs> They're I all right there in your I mind. I see them. I yeah. see them. Yeah. Maybe because it was just so silly at the time. I was like, what the fuck is this? And it just stuck in my head. It's, it's one of those movies, man. Like It's like got this following of people who swear by the bodyguard but it's a shitty stupid movie well it has all these classic lines in it too like <laughs> don't you die on me that whole thing like i remember that classic line that, like, is, that oh, okay. fucking line has been <laughs> i think you mean cliched lines it is definitely a cliched line but i can i can hear whitney houston saying it do you notice how i didn't make a whitney houston lines joke Thank you. I'm I appreci- growing up. I really appreciate that. I'm growing up. Really appreciate it. 
I did it. Yeah, that OJ joke just kind of sucked <laughs> in for the. No, I'm not going to make fun of Whitney Houston dying. That's tragic. That's yeah, like a terrible. really horrible yeah. thing yeah. that happened. That poor lady. Yeah. She had everything. And then her daughter died, too. Oh, shit. That's right, man. Yeah. That's terrible. Bobby Brown still lives. Bobby Brown carrying the torch of the Brown Houston household. <laughs> that's not a joke. I'm just <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I'd like to meet Bobby Brown. I bet he's pretty cool to hang out with. He probably is. He probably has a lot of cool things to say. You can probably ask him stuff about New Edition and he doesn't mind. Oh my God, New Edition. Cool it now, you better cool it now. Ooh, watch out. Candy girl. <laughs> You're my world. Fucking New Edition rules. <laughs> new Edition's <laughs> fucking great. Fuck you. What about Bell Bib to Bill? Boys to Men, ABC, BBD. BBD. <laughs> The whole thing. All East Coast family. Yeah. I'll take yeah, them. you like it all? I'll take them all. You like New Jack Swing. Why you're, you're, not? Into the, you're into the New Jack Swing. Well, you, that's like Philadelphia sound, yeah. so that's over right here. Motown Philly back again. That's in your your wheelhouse. Yeah, you know. I, I have to like. A little, a little, <laughs> a little New Jack Swing. Yeah, a little yeah. metal. Just yeah. put it together. <laughs> Throw them all, all together. All the good stuff. Yeah. All the good stuff. Yeah. You put it, yeah. Yeah, put it all together. That's what I like. The bodyguard. Well done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that one was for you, Amy. Just for you.